0: Stop Sucking at Business, episode 25. It's time to grow your business, stop spinning your wheels, and build the life you deserve. And I'm here to help. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Hey guys, welcome. So glad you're here today. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to everybody that left reviews last time. That was awesome. Okay, very happy today because I want to talk about something that I said I would talk about last episode, and I wanted to delve a little more into it, and that is my hacks for ads. Ads on Pinterest, ads on Facebook. First off, Shopify. Dudes, you know I love Shopify. They're my bros. MeganBream.com slash Shopify will take you through to their site for a free trial, their e-commerce site and credit card required. I love them. I think you should use them. I love them so much I'm going to create a course about how to do it. Okay? So like just maze balls. I love them. I hope you love them too. I'm doing this episode right now through a new mic, which I'm really excited about, but it's in my face and like I'm just staring at the pop filter and it's just it's a weird experience, but I hope that it has a better sound um uh, I've done the past two episodes on this mic and just you know I, it's one of those things where you're like oh this is official now do you know what i mean it's not <laughs> like i had to get plugs and i had to get cords for it and power sources it wasn't just like a plug and play kind of microphone like it, this is official i am officially podcasting do you know what i mean it was just like this is a thing i never thought i'd spend money on and here i am but it's cool because i really like doing this i really like talking to you guys and I really like getting your feedback about this. Uh I've been getting some tweets about the episodes and the new name. And thank you so much. I'm glad that you guys are liking it too. It's really it's cool. It's really cool to see. It's awesome. It's just yeah, it's something I never thought about would happen in my life. And this is just nice. You know? It's really nice. It okay, let's get down to ads. Now, there are two Schools of thought, and then there's a gray area in between. School number one is spend money to make money. Gotta advertise, gotta get your name out there, you gotta do it. And school number two is I have never done ads, I will never do ads, you don't need to do ads. Both of them are 400% legit. I do believe that. You don't need to do advertising if you've got a long enough timeline. If you want to just grow your website organically and get traffic through, you know, guest posts or events, um, press features, things like that, if that's where you want to go with your business and you've got the time to really dig in and say, like, this is the long haul. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I know it's going to take a while. I am patient because I know it's worth it. If you're that school of thought, you are awesome. You are like some Buddha that I have never had the opportunity to work with. And I wish I had your patience. On the flip side of it, if you're impatient like me, or if you've got a launch, if you've got you just want to ramp things up, you want to not willing to wait, then ads are a viable option, right? And I don't think either school of thought is wrong. I think that there's a gray area in the mix. I don't think that you have to spend ridiculous amounts of money. And I don't think that you have to shun ads as some sort of like punk rock method that you'll never use, you know, you'll never give money to the man or whatever it is. Both ways, there's a middle, there's a compromise. And that's what that's what I do with my business. And that's what I want to teach you guys today. So when I had a product based business, I never advertised because I didn't know how to do it. I would get these emails, and I'm sure you guys get these emails from people that are like, here's our advertising rates on a campaign. It was like 1000s of dollars to be in a magazine. I don't have thousands of dollars. Like, I'm trying to pay my own bills. And I know that advertising isn't instantaneous, especially print advertising anymore. Come on. So, I was always really hesitant to do ads in my product based business. So, I never did. And when I transitioned over to this, I started thinking about what is my end game here? Well, my end game. To help as many people as possible. And I know that sounds like Miss America. I'm sorry. It's true. Okay? I really wanted to help people. I really, I knew I had all of this knowledge. And I had all of this experience. And it wasn't helping me to just tell me. my friends about who were also in, com- in competition. They were also other skincare and soap people. And it wasn't like it was helping them. It wasn't helping me. And it wasn't making me it wasn't making me feel as good as I knew it should. if that makes sense, like I couldn't shut up about what I knew was my competitors because it made me feel wanted and it made me feel really good. And that's how I knew that that was my passion when I decided to close my business. I knew that that's really what I wanted to do. I really wanted to help as many people as I could. And I knew that this market is saturated as, eh, you know, it's a really oversaturated market. And it's not as saturated in my field, where I'm talking more to product-based businesses, Etsy's, um, Etsy's, sorry, Shopify's, big commerces, whatever. Um, Nobody's, well, there are some people, but not a lot of people are talking to. None, most of them are talking to infopreneurs, or they're telling people they're selling how they made money. You know what I mean? Like it's it, there's nothing really there. There is, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it just wasn't who I wanted to reach because like thousands of people are reaching that. I don't, I, I don't have any basis for knowledge there. I have basis of knowledge for products and creating products and winning awards for products and getting them press and all of that. And so that's what I'm gonna teach. And I knew that I was dealing with figuring out how to separate myself from these infopreneurs that were teaching other infopreneurs or business coaches teaching other business coaches. I knew I had to separate myself from that. And I knew that my day business is closing. I'm gonna have to make some money here. I'm gonna have to get asses in the seats, right? So that's when I decided to start looking into Facebook ads and Pinterest ads. And my day job has never paid for this. I've never, like, uh, because it was going away. So I never wanted to rely on it. Um, My soap and my skincare and all that thing. I never paid for anything here in this world. Um, This is all paid for. Through my products and also like writing copy for people um, re- creating articles for like 12 bucks a pop things like that thirty bucks fifty bucks here and there you know it's it's all bootstrapped and it's not being it's not relying on anything else but itself so I knew I wanted to do ads but I knew that my budget was not gonna be like 20 bucks a day. I knew that it wasn't going to be 200 bucks a day. I knew it wasn't going to be anything like that. I knew I was going to probably do like bucks a day with Facebook and Pinterest together. So like five bucks total. Even that's kind of a stretch. So nobody was really talking about that. Everybody was talking about 20 bucks a day. And, and you know, that's only $600 about who has six what are you talking about so I had to kind of tweak I had to learn and I had to tweak for my own. and that's what I want to teach you guys so let's start with Facebook ads Facebook ads are the best for learning and full disclosure you're not gonna make your money the first couple of times because it it's all subjective you've got to learn what's working for your crowd what's working for your business with imagery, you got to tweak everything just a smidge and do testing, all of those things. It's never as easy as like first time, boom, million dollars. I, I never heard of that happening. And here's why there are so many different facets to Facebook advertising that it is just banana town. It's, you can, these audiences, you can, you have no idea how much Facebook knows about you. They know all of your spending habits. They know how many credit cards you have. They know if you prefer debit card to credit card. They know how likely you are versus me to shop online. And it's it's like when you go into all these algorithms and you see all of these things, all of these ways that you can tweak your audience, it's just crazy. And I know that, you know, we can have a conversation about the things we give up for convenience. I'm not going to talk about that, but it's amazing to see all of the things that Facebook knows about you and they know about it because their pixel is everywhere, which it's just like this little piece of code that goes on websites. And the plus side is that it teaches at Facebook your audience so that you can create ads. But the bad side, if you want to call it that, is that it knows everything. It knows everything. It's, whew, it's just craziness once you get in there. So people will say the big part of Facebook ads is should I pay for traffic to my fan page? Or should I pay for traffic to my website? There's pluses and minuses to both, but just a quick run over is that you should pay for traffic to your website. Do not pay Facebook to keep people on Facebook. Don't do it. It's not, it may feel great to have 100,000 likes on your fan page, but it's, what's it doing for you? Your reach is crappy there. No, pay a little bit more, a little more cost per click to get people on your website. Just do that because you're, you know, you're just creating this loop otherwise of Paying people to be on Facebook, so they're on Facebook, so you're paying people to be on Facebook, so they're on Facebook. You know, no. Break that cycle, get them on your website. If you have fans, if you have a fan page that has a decent, and maybe, like, not even big, like a thousand around that, if you have that, use that audience to your advantage to create ads that will engage them because it will be cheaper. To engage them than it will be to engage a cold audience. So try and cultivate your fan base a little bit on Facebook and you can actually do that by importing importing your mailing list emails to Facebook as well. It's just cheaper that way overall than it would be to reach people that have never heard of you. When you're dealing with people that have never heard of you, niche The F down. Any metric you want that seems so ridiculous, just do it. Just add it. Like, I want women in the United States that are 28 to 45 that have a college education and no children and read Vogue magazine and shop at Sephora and also shop on Etsy and have small businesses and have credit cards, and have no student loan debt, and are known for buying things online. That sounds like you have become a stalker. But Facebook has done the stalking for you. And they're like, cool, here's 50,000 people that are like that. Here's 500,000 people that are like that. What is happening right now? So those are my two tips for Facebook ads. Just don't click Facebook, don't keep that cycle going. Have them go to your website. Your cost per click is going to be a little higher, but it's it's worth it. Two, focus on your tribe before reaching out because it's going to be cheaper. And when you reach out, niche down to the minuscule, anything you can think of, it's better to have a small following because that's a really targeted group, right? Than a big following. Okay, that was Facebook let's talk about Pinterest. Pinterest works the same. Uh, you should make sure that you're paying for traffic and not engagement because your pin's going to get engagement anyways. When they start sponsoring it, people are going to retweet or repin it. we are going to save it. Don't pay for that. Pay for people to go to your website. Pinterest does something a little different than Facebook. Facebook will take your budget and spread it out over a over a day. So let's say your budget is three bucks a day. They'll spread that out over the day because they want you to have the most engagement because then you'll keep paying, right? So that Pinterest, and I don't have official knowledge of this, but this is just my experience, the experience with other people that I've noticed. Pinterest seems to just dump it the first part of the day. Like your budget's $3 there. Your $3 is probably going to be gone by 10 a.m. And if your people are around then, then that's awesome. But if they're pinning other times, you just wasted a whole bunch of money. You just wasted for 20 bucks a week. So, what you should do is figure out the ultimate time that people are pinning, people are repinning you. That'll help you figure out your traffic and that'll figure out the best times for you. Like, for instance, my biggest times that people repin me on Pinterest is Saturdays and Sundays, 730 to 830. That's my big like power hour. So I have a reminder on my phone to uh, ping me about 715 on Saturdays and Sundays. If I'm around and I (laughs) am around, Uh, we're not going out. We're homebodies. And that's when I jump on Pinterest really quick. And I unpause my ad camp. I let it run for an hour and then turn it off again. I only run my Pinterest ads two times a week, Saturday and Sunday for an hour. And I dump all my money in one hour. But that's my, that's, that's when everybody's there. That's when everybody's checking me out. Why pay for times that aren't engaging for you? Do you know what I mean? So Pinterest takes a little more time to figure that out. And actually how I find out my power hour is a website called board booster. You can go to make slash board booster to go over to them. It's my affiliate link. And it's cool. It repins things for you. It like creates this kind of, uh, not kind of, it creates this loop of pins so that you're always active without having to be active. You know, much like the automate, delegate, eliminate system. I always talk about. It helps you do that, but it also has these reports that tells you like when is your power hour, when are people paying attention to your uh, your pin boards, when are people engaging with you, and that way you can start to kind of see some metrics, kind of figure out like this is when I should either increase my visibility, this is when I should be pinning all the time, or this is when like I should kind of back off because nobody's really around. No really pain. and that's how I figure it out. That's how I saw. When I first started doing Pinterest ads, I just ran out the whole time. And I was like, just throwing money in the air. And we'll see what happens. It's just so stupid. I just wasted so much money. Are you kidding me? If I only have two hours a week that people are really paying attention to me, why am I spending so much money on the rest of them? I'm going to go to where my tribe is. And that's what you should do. too. So figure out your ultimate power, hour, hours, um market then. Don't run your campaign all the time. Run it when you are getting the most engagement. Run it. This is for both of uh, Facebook and pictures, but run it to a freebie. Don't run it to a product. You Get easier conversions by creating a sales funnel that isn't just, like, a picture of your soap or a picture of your candle or your t-shirt or whatever. Yeah, that'll, like, target buyers that are buying right now, but it's... How many people are buying right now? How many people are like I'm just gonna go on Facebook and look at look for T shirt oh my god, there's a t shirt ad. Are you kidding me? What are the chances no. Create a freebie, create the lead magnet that you uh have created before for your mailing list and create a sales funnel around that. You can do that through things like like I said before with lead pages, but you can do that with a WordPress site if you don't have lead pages. Um create automation to that sales funnel. You can do that with MailChimp. I think ConvertKit does it a little bit better because they tag things much easier and you don't have to pay for the same person to be on multiple lists. Like if I was already in your mailing list and I saw your ad and I was like, oh, that's awesome. She's making that too and it's free. I'm going to click that then. MailChimp makes you pay for both of me and ConvertKit only does that once. So that's why I prefer ConvertKit, but it, you can do it on MailChimp too. MailChimp has pretty good automation, uh, workflows that it takes a little bit of tweaking, but it gets a job done. So have them all funnel, create this, create an automation. I like to do email courses or email challenges. Like the one that I have on Pinterest right now is for a 30 day better business challenge and it, it's a fully automated, it's um, four emails, it's once a week. I don't want to bombard anybody with 30 emails. Are you kidding me? I would drive myself crazy. And that's my Pinterest ad. It's not, it's not my perfect product copy course. It's not my um, different formula workbooks or anything like that. It's nothing like that. It's totally free, so it's costing me money, but it's bringing me the leads that are interested in the things that I am providing. And their email address is more important than the immediate sale. Like if I can get 10 email addresses but I can only get one sale, the 10 email addresses, I mean, that's my relationship right there. That's the one sale is like a one night stand. I don't even know if they'll come back. I don't know anything about that person. The 10 emails I can create a relationship. with. So it's one night stand versus marriage. You know what I mean? So, for both of them, create something free and give away. Uh, like I said on Pinterest, mine's a 30-day challenge. On Facebook, right now I have. Well, it'll be gone by the time that this launches. But I have uh, a link to my free live training on the perfect product launch, and like I said, it's totally free. It's a free webinar. It just helps me create a relationship, and so you know that feels like. Oh, I Want to so make money, shut up. You know that. I know you guys want to make money. You want to make money, too. But it's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's a long, slow burn. And that's how you successfully do ads on Facebook and Pinterest. It's not complicated. It's not easy at first. It's going to take a lot of time. Um, Pinterest, to me, sucks with keywords. In my opinion. They are, when you go into the ad editor, you'll see like all, all these different interests. And we don't have anything for business, which blows my mind. Because so many people use Pinterest for business. I don't get it. But mine go under education. And yours might be under some kind of category that you're kind of ish about. And I don't, I don't find that interests are the big selling. So I wouldn't worry too much about I it doesn't seem to be a big deal it could be I don't I haven't noticed any kind of uptick from education versus quotes you know what I mean like it's whatever the keywords are where the money is and it's hard to think of Pinterest as a search engine at first because you're looking at it more like Curation and you're not thinking about it as Google. I don't think. I never did until I started running ads. And it's a really big search engine. And it's really something that you need to think about keywords. And you'll be looking at this keyword list like, um, I don't know, Etsy. And you know, nobody really searches for Etsy. A quick tip on how to figure out what people are searching for. You can use, you can use Google keyword planning tool or your competitors. Go to people with like really big followings, really big Pinterest followings, because they're probably using keywords in their board descriptions. So if you are selling stationery, I would probably go to a paper source or a big paper company that's on Pinterest. I mean, paper sources on Pinterest. I'm just using this as an example and go to one of their boards. I bet they have something that's like <sighs> bridal stationery or something that's like thank you cards, something like that. Click on there. And I bet they probably have keywords right under the, the board name. Those are your tools. That's how you figure out where your success is going. Go to like the big guys, go to the big followings, check on their boards and see what keywords they're using to attract people. That's how you do it. That's the best way I found. Keyword planning tool on Google is pretty good, but that's more for like SEO than Pinterest. Pinterest is kind of like its own beast. So that's what I recommend. If you have any questions, you can tweet me at MeganPlusCoffee or shoot me an email email me too. But I would really love if you guys left a review about this episode. and Let me know what you thought. Let me know if I covered everything you're thinking about when it comes to ads or if you have other questions because I definitely want to help you figure this out. Ads can be really overwhelming and feel like a lot of work but they don't have to be. It's just figuring out who you're marketing to, what time you need to market to them, and what you need to say. You already know what you You already know who you're trying to reach. Now it's just figuring out when, right? So talk to you guys later. Have a great week.